Today in the studio, I have a very special guest joining me from the Settlement Services International. I have Dor Akech Achiek. Dor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much and thanks for um, getting me here to speak to your audience. Now, Dor, can you please explain what Settlement Services International or SSI is all about? Sure. SSI is a community organisation and a social business that supports newcomers and other Australians to um, achieve their full potential in the community. We work with people that have experienced vulnerability, such as refugees, people seeking asylum, um, people from cold and linguistically diverse communities to build their capacity and achieve their goal in life. And so what brought you to the role how did you get involved in it it's a very long story yeah go for it (laughs) so i came to australia over 16 years ago and first of all settled in toowoomba queensland Mm -hmm. it's a very little town outside brisbane um we made a move from toowoomba to sydney um given the difficulties in settling in such a small town um we didn't have a supported community so we moved down here um, when we moved here, I went to local high school here in the North Shore, which is quite unusual for a refugee um, coming from a refugee camp. Um, and when I finished my high school, I started to go into uh, a local youth center looking for, you know, activities to engage myself as active as I was. So I came into this um, youth center in my local area in Auburn, and I walked in, wanted to. Uh, engaged in diverse activities but there was only soccer there were pool tables there were, you know the normal thing that an angler kid would enjoy so i wanted to do something different i said look um, are there any other things to do and so the youth worker there introduced us um, to drama and i was like yes that's my thing i wrote a play wow. for young people yeah um to perform at Youth Week, um, apparently that play was good and was developed into something bigger that was later on performed at Riverside Theatre. Oh, um, so do you that's mind me just hopping in and asking what it was about? So it was about the experiences of refugee youth that were settling in Australia, particularly to telling a story to people. Um, the common issue that young people do experience is being asked, where are you from, mm. and how to relate to a young person. And even if you say, oh, I am from let's say Parramatta or Auburn or wherever you, you're from, people will still ask, mm, but, but where? where? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, um, these people probably need some education. And so it was about educating a community about the experiences of people that are coming to Australia, where they have come from, their journeys that they have been, and the difficulties that they continue to experience in, in, in Australia settling into their local communities. Mm. So it was just to give people the tale of um, those stories. Mm. And through there, I got a job in that organization to run a youth support network around engaging young people in activities that they feel confident, that they feel that they drive them. And from there on, I got a into another organization doing youth work so from from that field that's how i organically kind of got into the um the field until in 2011 as i was working at a local migrant resource center called community migrant resource center they usually work out in this area as well but they're in Parramatta. 
So SSI had a contract to deliver the humanitarian settlement services in that day, and they needed to um, set up really quickly, so they tapped into their membership, which are the migrant resource centres, um, to second staffs to start working in the new program. So I was seconded into that um, role, doing case management for newly arrived families. It was from there that I started to um, find my way around working with people that have similar experiences as me. And already um, knowing that I have a strong youth background, I continued to push um, to be the voice of young people Mm -hmm. uh, within the organization. And again, in 2015, I got a role to um, work with young people. So I've been working in that role um, for um, three years or so until last um, October when I got into my current role um, as a settlement services manager. So that's really how I um, got into this job. And yeah, I love it ever since. Great. And so with your experience having, you know, gone to these youth centers and now having, you know, managing and also um, interacting with the youth as well, how important do you think services like this are for them? Very much so. As I said earlier, the reason we moved from Queensland was looking for support and community support. So the work that um, the community services do, such as um, SSI, is very important to introducing people to communities to bring uh, capacity building to the people that are here. In in Australia here, or for someone who have come from a refugee background or from another country, migrating here to make new links, to connect with their local community, to start a new job, to s- further their education or even commence education for those who do not speak English, it is such a complicated system to navigate. So helping people to navigate that system is extremely crucial. And that's why it is important services like SSI, the Migrant Resource Centers, and other ethno-specific agencies in the settlement partnership are very critical to supporting people to connect to their local communities and um, begin to participate in the Australian community as Mm -hmm. quick as possible. You also have some experience traveling around the world and speaking um, in like in light of your role. How much has that also told your story and these stories to others? How much have you seen that kind of grow as as you've been speaking? Yes, yeah, so I have, I first um, engaged in an international platform back in 2015 um, with an organization called the Refugee Council of Australia. They nominate me for a um, an award which would let you um, travel and participate in, in, in UNHCR NGO consultation in Geneva. So I went there in 2015 and met some other people who works in the in the, in the international development space that were really wanting to address a, a particular issue, which is engaging young people and bringing their voices to platforms such as UNHCR. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I stepped on it and said, look, yeah, as a young people who have been in a refugee camp and knowing the issues that re- refugee youth face, I would like to really, uh, I- you know, bring an impact in this space. So I took on a role um, to co-lead a or co-chair a, a group of um, agencies called the Youth and Adolescents in Emergencies. 
um, which was to bring the voices of young people to uh, important forum like that. So in 2016, we did a global consultation um, where we talked to young people in over 30 countries and we brought 30 young people to Geneva as well. Yeah, and to kind of hear their voices mm. and establish an, an, an avenue for consulting with them. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of it, uh, in 2015, the, most of the agencies were like, wow, we've, we've done it. Um, I think we've achieved it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think we've achieved anything as yet. I think we need to push for something that would remain and sustain the voice of young people in this particular forum. So um, it wasn't until um, recently, last year, that a, 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 a committee was established by UNHCR called the Global Youth Adv Advisory Council to be a specific voice for young people. Um, in, and so that was one of the most proud moments that um, you, you can think of, you know, by starting something little and being persistent in it and ensuring that your voice is heard, especially if you've gone through um, the similar experience of people that are currently going through um, refugee crisis. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, can, I can say that that is really influential mm. and I hope... Um, people can remain true and persistent to the, to the goals that they want to achieve and mm. that's how you, you can do it. Obviously you can do it with a lot of people mm. and the support that I have received through SSI has been really um, important in achieving that target and so that, that's really important. I like how um, you also talk a lot about stories, like how important it is to tell your story. Do you think more of that needs to happen for others to really understand, you know, you know your experience yeah so when i first arrived to australia um and started at saint ignatius college in riverview i was hyped i said okay now is my opportunity to start school to focus on my education my future and then three months down the track i came crashing down it was the experiences that i find you know the usual local school boys um you know, talking to each other and you interact differently with people that do not know your culture, mm. people that assume things about you. Mm -hmm. Being a refugee, being someone from Africa, mm -hmm. all sorts of things that are expected of you. Mm -hmm. Assumptions. A assumptions. And even being black as well, at that time hip-hop was picking. So they would hear new songs and they would throw you the WAs and you're like, sub, and you're like, oh, that's yeah. not so me. Mm. So I was kind of really... Um, travel so i went to the school principal and said look is it an issue if i just tell my story to these people they may not know what my story is so the principal was very supportive and and brought together the whole school assemblies on 1500 kids wow and myself and my brother told our story in front of the um the school assembly broad mum as well so it was really impactful from that moment on and to me, as someone who's creative and someone who loves um, drama and things like that, I had always wanted to use the power of storytelling mm -hmm. to Im influence people's uh, views. And it is a similar thing when I was back in the refugee camp. I was engaged in two platforms that are really important for storytelling. Mm -hmm. One was called the Child Rights Club, which was to raise the awareness about children's rights and you know communities may look at children's rights and ignore them but it was important to raise those issues by telling a story by crafting a script 
that people can tell it is someone else's story but you're telling it in a dramatic way so it was really powerful and I, I felt that it was really strong it's a shame I didn't pursue that career but um, I, I, I loved it and I enjoyed it and I th I think people feel the power of uh, your story mm. and, and the experiences that you've gone through. The only way people would know is if you tell them. Um, right. They won't know by just looking at you. That's right. That's right. And so, in light of all your experience so far, what would you say, what advice would you give to someone thinking, maybe I want to work in this kind of industry? So, I started very frontline stuff. So, really a young person who was really energetic and had a vision and passion to influence other young people to be on the right path mm. so I really followed my my heart and and that's the first thing that people need to to establish follow your heart and then you find a, a, a organization that would you know meet your values that you share the same uh, principle with I'm very fortunate to be working at SSI as I share the similar values with SSI and it is it's not easy staying at an organization uh, for over eight years or nearly eight years now so it is really looking at an organization that supports you and the growth that I've seen ever since I started SSI is powerful mm. the leadership within SSI starting from our CEO uh, down to frontline staff is incredible so it is something that you value and once you walked into an organization and you see their value and their principles that they live for, mm -hmm. it's it's important that you, you contribute in that. Mm -hmm. So my values in SSIVA do align very well and that's why I really still am here. So find those things that you like and work towards them. There are areas here and there where people would stumble, you would, you would find it difficult to get up again, um, but I can tell people every single day there would be a day that I feel like ooh I cannot get up um, but what pushed me is the will and drive mm -hmm. to continue to change a life it's not even the world because forget about changing the world it's about changing a life and that one life that you change is impactful it's really strong it's because I know um, before I came to Australia I had um, typhoid chronic malaria yellow fever all at once and at one stage, I would go to class. This was high school. In the morning, about 11 or 12.30, I would start to heat up, collapse. Mm. So I would walk out, navigate my way home, you know, camping down at the shade of a tree the rest of the day until the next morning. And also at that time, the camp was under attack by bandits, local community tribes mm. that um, just came into loots and... Um, take stuff from refugees so we had run into a UNHCR compound and I was there lying under a tree with my um, three sickness in me a friend of mine came look you're going to Australia and I was like are you trying to get me to get up he's like no 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 your family names are on the board you're going to Australia I'm like what so I stood up went ran to the board went and looked at and confirmed that it was true so by that time, I became fortunate because I was saved. Um, God knows it's usually terrible if you're in a refugee camp with no proper medical support mm. and you've got typhoid, you've got chronic malaria, you've got yellow fever, one of the, those, those three are the deadliest things mm. in Africa. Mm. So it was 
a salvation moment and the moment that gave me a second chance. So I would tell people to always find that second chance and drive. Mm. Whatever you've, you think that it has been done to you, you can also do it to another people. Who knows, that was my chance to contribute to the community mm. that I am in now. Um, so I always push people that. In the immediate circumstances, I would encourage people to um, start a volunteer if they have opportunities or put something toward an organization that support the value or the, the cause that they um, uh, work for. Um, for people who want to engage with SSI, there are many ways that they can engage with SSI. And if you want more information, please feel free to um, jump onto SSI website at www.ssi.org.au and you'll find further details. There are many programs that SSI um, runs which they can engage in. You, you have the foster care program, multicultural foster care program, which support um, kids out of home care to link them to cultural care or even support foster parents from different backgrounds as a child to then improve their cultural competence. There is also the Settlement Services Program, which I run, um, support two programs, the Settlement Engagement Transition Support Program, um, which support migrants who have been in Australia for five years or down. And there is also the um, Community Hubs Program, which runs in the schools, a specific school that we go to for uh, migrant women to engage them with um, activities that they would rather engage in because of their parental commitments and to also look at introducing English to them or in engaging to their local communities. We've got the Humanitarian Settlement Services Program, which works with uh, people arriving from the airport, supporting oh, wow. them to link with their communities, um, to then create simple uh, process to establishing life here, such as creating a bank account, Medicare. Mm, like the first start. The first kind of start, yeah. Move to a new country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's to set yeah. you up and, and and get you into the community as yeah. quick as possible. Wow. We've so got disability support program, which support um, there are a range of programs within that space. Mm. There are also other um, programs such as Ignite, social and uh, en enterprise business. So it gives the refugees and migrants an opportunity to start a business here, so support them through the process of starting and establishing a new business or social enterprises. We've got a range of programs I could talk about. Them. Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots. But yeah, but definitely, if you do want to find out more, yeah, for sure, Jump on the on. website. Yeah. Look, Dor, it has been so great speaking with you today. Thank you so much for coming into the studio and telling us a little more about SSI. Thank you very much. I look forward to um, engaging further with you, and it has been a pleasure to talk to you tonight. <laughs>